Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to episode 74, hour number two of the Cannabis 101 podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending on where you're watching or listening to this. I'm just thankful that you are. My name is Dean Millard and on this show, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. And we're going to do both of that on this week's episode and we're going to start things off right now by finding out what's your groove. in your pipe and smoke it. Can you dig it? Kinda grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it? Pipe in a grape, long in a blitz. This is great. This is the bee's knees. Can you dig it? So when I ask what's your groove, if you're listening to the show and you got something going with cannabis, you mind if I do it, Jay? Anytime, dude. Uh, let me know what it is. You might have a joint, like the dude. Pipe and a crepe, bong and a blintz. Maybe you just got some nice CBD that you're relaxing with. Whatever it is, let me know. Uh, reach out to us at the Cannabis 101 on Twitter, or you can email me, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Uh, all right, I am going to get my groove on with uh, some Banana Punch Shatter uh, from Stigma Grow. Uh, some uh, friends in high places got me some of this. It'll be uh, available in stores very, very soon, uh, maybe later this week. It's awesome. And I'm using the Slash from Stonesmiths. Um, I'll tell you about this in a second, but one of the coolest features with the slash is uh, the container that you get with it that you can keep all your concentrates in. So uh, that's some, uh, there's the shadow right there at the bottom. So I'm going to get my groove on with this uh, using the slash. And one of the coolest features uh, with the slash is this one, a built in loader it focuses there that's what you scoop it up with and away you go so without further ado and without delaying the show uh any longer oh we don't need that big of a piece you know i always see all these uh, people taking these monster rip dabs and a there's no way my lungs would ever uh, handle it but it just seems like a, a waste so there we go we got some uh, shatter on the end, you load it up, and with this, uh, it's easy. Two clicks, auto session, auto fire. Wait your four seconds for it to heat up. And then it quits automatically. So, 
Let me know what your groove is, if you are indeed grooving with something. Love to hear uh, what people are into uh, when they're listening to the show. And just any feedback. I just love hearing uh, from the listeners and the viewers on this and you know things that maybe we can do better and things that they're learning on the show. Uh, we're getting some really, really good feedback from people. So now that I uh, have my groove on, we can uh, get on with the program. So here is what's uh, coming down the hash pipe on uh, this uh, program today, episode 74. Kelsey Cannabis is going to join us. She's an educational consultant. Really, really good conversation. If you're looking at uh, learning more about uh, cannabis, she'll be able to tell you where she's learned some of the places. Uh, as well, we're going to talk about the benefits of the plant for you and for her and for me and uh, the reasons why we use it. So really good educational conversation coming up. Chris Ionson, of course, is our educator. Uh, he is our uh, educator on What's That Strain? And he's also the manager of the Nova Cannabis Jasper Ave location. This week, we are doing melon gum from Weed Me. Uh, any place, anytime, weed me. That's their motto. Mine too. I like it. Our cannabis question is about you and cannabis. Uh, we will tell you what pairs well with cannabis. Our cannabis character Here's your hint. Dope. That is his catchphrase. He's usually a beer guy. And we'll tell you about the Weed Weekly and how you can get into our giveaway every week. And first of all, I have to tell you about our great partners. Uh, hour one, we feature uh, David Wiley from the OZ, Malka LaBelle from the Green Generation Co. Uh, we're giving away a Regal Cigar this week on our cannabis question. So big thanks to Andre and Regal Cigars. And as I mentioned, those guys there, the Slash uh, from Stonesmiths, stonesmith.ca. Uh, make sure if you're uh, in a uh, shell shock in Edmonton uh, or maybe you're in Smokers Junction in Calgary or Cowboy Smoke Shop in uh, Calgary and Vancouver, you'll find these. And if you are a retail store that's looking to get them, make sure you check it out at stonesmiths.ca. So big thanks to all of our partners. Uh, that built-in loader is just one thing. It's also got a battery built for Edmonton winters, uh, so you can definitely use this thing uh, in the outdoors. Okay, let's kick off uh, the question part of the show with the cannabis question. It's prize time. Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe and a grape, bong and a blint. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. So the cannabis question uh, we are asking this week, and if you're watching on YouTube or any of our social media feeds, you can see it there. If you're listening, uh, that's where you can catch the show in video format. What is the best thing cannabis has done for you personally? This could be on the medicinal side, could be on the rec side, could be on the business side. Who knows? Uh, whatever cannabis uh, has done for you in the best way, I want to hear about it. Hit me up on Twitter at Cannabis101. Uh, you can get us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at the Cannabis 101 Podcast. And you can uh, chime in anonymously. Just email us, Cannabis101Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know, and you could win a Regal Cigar just for chiming in. 
So when it comes to me, and I mentioned this in hour one on Monday, uh, cannabis has helped me, especially CBD, with my mental health and has allowed me to you know, get off pharmaceuticals, which is a big thing because I don't feel like a zombie anymore. I did it with the supervision of my doctor. Uh, I use other natural remedies like St. John's wort and uh, some other things. And and obviously therapy is is a huge thing for anybody uh, on a journey with mental health. But cannabis, not just CBD, specific strains has helped me in that regard, especially knowing what uh, cultivars rather to maybe stay away from. On the non-medicinal side, it's just opened up so much creativity. And I used cannabis before for creativity, but I didn't have anything specific. Now I can actually fine tune what I know works for me and what helps me. And it's just opened up a a whole new world of ideas and uh, certain things like that. So I would love to hear from you on what the best thing that cannabis has done for you. Here's one from a, a viewer. It says, the best thing cannabis has done for me has been medical. Uh, from my finger surgery and sleep issues to my wife's menopause symptoms becoming non-existent and for the mental health issues eased in both of my adult children. It's also nice to get chill every once in a while as well. I would agree with that. And and that's a, um, a response that uh, the person wished to remain anonymous, so by all means, but they can still win a prize package uh, that is definitely possible. So uh, there we go. What has cannabis done? The best thing. Or what what is the best thing that cannabis has done for you? We will get somebody a regal cigar uh, just for chiming in on that. As for what pairs well with cannabis, that is anything that you pair well with, pair with cannabis and do something. For me, it's watching adult cartoons. You know, I grew up as The Simpsons being the edgy cartoon. That was the edgy cartoon when I grew up. And then Family Guy blew it out of the water. Uh, Bob's Burgers, Archer. I love all those shows. Uh, I like the Cleveland show. I know it was short-lived and a lot of people didn't like it, but I liked it. But uh, there's so many great adult uh, cartoons out there that uh, make me laugh. And uh, we're going to feature one of them a little bit later on the show. That's a hint, uh, another hint for you. But... What pairs well with cannabis for you? Please let me know uh, what you like to do and uh, how you like to involve cannabis in that. All right, before we get to our feature interview, Kelsey Cannabis, we want to tell you, I want to tell you about the Weed Weekly. It comes out every Friday right into your inbox. I try to send it out around 420 if I can. It recaps the show. If you missed anything, you can also win a prize pack and we throw in some other fun things as well. So just head to the Cannabis 101podcast.ca and just subscribe. Then you're in the mix to get it every Friday in your inbox, The Weed Weekly. All right, a great conversation with Kelsey Cannabis, an educational consultant, on the way after we hear the weed song from the artist My Dead Dog, who, by the way, has a cool Christmas album coming out. Here's the weed song.
Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Very pleased to welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast uh, somebody who is also into educating you about the beautiful plant, Kelsey Cannabis, uh, an educational consultant joining me on the show. Kelsey, thanks very much for joining me. Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast. How are you? Awesome. Thank you, Dean. I'm doing so well. How are you doing today? I am excellent. Uh, And and I'm always excited when I get to learn more uh, about the plant. And uh, obviously, that's something that uh, you have done a lot of. And and, uh, we're going to get into that in a second. But I like to always start with kind of a generic question for all of my guests, because for the most part, we all did something before we got into the cannabis industry. So what was your career like before you got into the cannabis uh, education and, and consultation business? Yeah, that's actually a great question and a valid one. Uh, Prior to the cannabis industry, I was doing something different. I was actually in the financial planning industry. So that dealt with mortgages, investments, retirement, tax and estate planning. So um, that's what I did pre-cannabis days. Okay, so now tell everybody uh, kind of specifically some of the things that you do as an educational consultant and obviously where can people find you uh, if they would like to reach out? Yeah, for sure. I am just obsessed. I'm so passionate with the cannabis knowledge and I love teaching it. There's a lot I feel we're outdated on. We don't have accurate information or we just don't know what we don't know. So I do cannabis education. Uh, Prior to the COVID days, it would be in post-secondary institutions or at companies I would teach uh, further to the expos, of course. So I look forward to seeing you there in the future, Mm -hmm. everyone, when we can get back to that. Otherwise, I've switched over to currently I do online webinars as well as other companies. We do consulting and advising together, whether that is a collaboration with a blog or an article or working with bud tenders in the community just to get uh, what they need on behalf of the plant. And uh, I do my best to get that out there and to everyone in the most educated and up to date fashion. Well, and and that is what we need to flood the market with right now is, you know, the correct information and the correct education out there, not only for people that are like, do I want to try cannabis or not, but the people that are in cannabis and trying it, I'll, I'll be totally honest, before I started this show, my cannabis knowledge was, here's my $50, Give me that bag. Give me that bag. You know, I didn't know what a terpene was. And there's a lot of other people that are like that. So, you know, I I think that that is that is also going to start lessening the stigma as well. The more people know, the less afraid they're going to be. Absolutely. And knowledge is power. We say that for a reason. So if you just have that knowledge in your tool belt, you can make that decision whether you want to use cannabis or whether you don't, or if you're using it, again, whether recreational or medical, you want to use it in the best optimal way for yourself. So let's get that knowledge and then we can just expand from there. It really just goes on into so many different directions, but education is always key. Mm -hmm. 
Well, uh, you and I, as, as, as we found out uh, in uh, One Hitters, uh, you and I yeah. used cannabis at basically the, the same age of, of our lives. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that was a, a, a while ago when it was uh, pre-legalization. So when and why did cannabis become a part of uh, your personal life and then obviously leading you into uh, the industry? So can you give us that backstory? Yeah, fair enough. I'm not in northern Manitoba needing to cope anymore. So it's kind of a different aspect from that, especially when it's not minus 60 outside. So uh, for myself, actually, what uh, I sustained was a brain injury six years ago in a car accident and is the reason why I'm not in financial planning anymore. So for myself, I sustained all these injuries, these um, ailments that come with that, whether that's sleep issues, sleep apnea, mental health changes. And I had to start using cannabis as a last resort at the time because I thought of it in more of a recreational aspect where you would use it, you know, say on a, a night out rather than medically. So with my brain injury came the inflammation, the chronic pains, sleep issues, nausea, so much. And once I was feeling that the medical community that I was dealing with wasn't helping me with all of these pharmaceutical medications, narcotics, over-the-counter medications, that I really had to find something that wasn't masking, but was actually healing my pain. Mm -hmm. So when I started using cannabis in a medical aspect, I was finding I was actually getting quality of life back, whether that be abling, being able to eat, being able to laugh, being able to have an hour where I was pain free because I was in pain every hour of every day. So after using this product and, and this, this plant, this medicine and finding out how it was impacting me in such a beneficial way that I was reducing the need for these medications, I had to know why. So I started taking different and various cannabis courses and just becoming intoxicated with the knowledge. It's so fascinating. And from there, I just found a lot of people didn't really know up from down in the cannabis world. It can be overwhelming if you're just going through Google or you're asking a friend who might know something. And, and thus, Kelsey Cannabis came about in order to educate. And as I like to say, I work for the plant. And for me, just spreading that awareness and having people know how they can increase their health journeys is just most important to me. It, was there a, a light bulb moment that went off for you with cannabis? Was it somebody that said, hey, try this? Uh, you know, you had tried a lot, of, a lot of things. You were in a lot of pain. You know, what was that kind of that maybe that push that said, hey, this isn't just for recreation for me. This might actually help me. Well, I guess it was a combination of things. I was stereotypical. I didn't even know a medical side of it, but it was out of desperation. Now, had I gone back, it would be my first point of recommendation and is for everybody. But at that point, I was so desperate. And to be completely honest, Dean, I didn't think I was going to live. I didn't know if I would make it out of this. It, it, it's so difficult being in this amount of pain to the point that I became totally incapacitated and deemed unemployable. And prior to Kelsey Cannabis, I hadn't worked for over four years. And for me, that just didn't fit. But when I was in that amount of pain and not sleeping and not able to eat, and I couldn't figure out up from down for, for happiness because the pain was overwhelming, when I could have a joint and I could laugh, 
I forgot how long it's been since I laughed. And it was returning little points of my life that had been taken away from me just from, from the car accident and the, and the pain management that nothing was giving that back to me. And again, with time, I was noticing, you know, use cannabis a little bit more. It felt nice to laugh or it felt nice to get a meal in. And once I kept increasing my use and noticing something was going on because I could feel it internally, I would start noticing I wasn't refilling prescriptions as often. I wasn't grabbing for a certain this or a that. And of course, as you know, what comes with that is the changes of side effects. I wasn't having stomach aches or headaches that come with that. So I really felt like it was onto something. And since it's legal in Canada, obviously a lot of people were onto something too for their own journeys. Indeed. Uh, we are speaking with educational consultant Kelsey Cannabis here on the Cannabis 101 podcast. Big thanks to all of our partners, the OZ, the Green Generation Company, and of course, Stonesmiths. Check out the slash at stonesmiths.ca. So you mentioned the the education part, and, and that's something that I really want to kind of dive into as you kind of dove into it uh, yourself to find out more about it where did you look uh, you know what kind of cannabis education do you have and, and how did you obtain it fair enough uh so what i started with many moons ago was actually an online course at cannabis training university so my first certification was as a master of marijuana so for me that was a great introduction course to many different topics and cannabis isn't just a one lane education um it doesn't have this one lane avenue to be able to learn education on. What I'm trying to say is there are research side, there's the biology side, there's the genetic side, there's the history side, there's so many different ways to learn about this plant. So I was starting to learn a little bit, but I didn't have enough. So I continued to take courses. I subsequently took the Tricome Institute. They have a in cannabis interpreter, the cannabis sommelier course. So I finished that designation and found that was quite mesmerizing in its own lane of knowledge. I eventually went back and I took their extractions and concentrate fundamentals course, which also highly recommend. And I needed to learn in that lane. I wanted to know more about the extraction side and how they're made and why it would be beneficial. And then at this point, currently I'm taking Canna Reps uh, in Canada, their sommelier online program too. Again, also great considering it's COVID right now, uh, but these online programs were so different, but the overall knowledge was overlapping, which was excellent. So that consistency was there. I was seeing the science behind it. And then with that just comes the passion naturally. So any education again is power. So these courses were just giving me more knowledge and more power to be able to, to spread uh, out in the community for information. Well, it's so interesting. I've, I've often heard the, the kind of the iceberg uh, phrase when it comes to cannabis about, you know, we know so little about the plant, um, even though we think we might know a lot right now, there's so much more to be discovered. But, um, you know, and, and, and I guess when you take a broad, big picture look, it, it may be intimidating to learn about the plant. Were you intimidated when you started learning or was it, did you find that you know, while it may look complex, the way it's explained, it's easy to understand and, and you know, in, in that nature, because I think there could be some people that are like, wow, this is a complex plant that, that I'm not going to be able to understand. 
Fair enough. That's actually an excellent point. The cannabis plant, the information when it's consistent, I find is is digestible, but it can be overwhelming depending where you're looking from. So if your passion is there, those courses will be excellent. Say if you want to work in the industry, etc. I did find that because there were so many of these avenues of knowledge that I needed to find something more simplistic. And because I couldn't find it, I actually created it with my webinars. So being the Cannabis 101 webinar that I currently host on about a monthly basis. And what I did is I took everything from all these courses I've taken and put it into a more condensed and easily digestible our program, you know, you're not paying hundreds of dollars to have to take a course with information you may not want. You just want to get to the good stuff, you know, the meat on the bones, as they would say. So I put together being able to explain what is cannabis, what are the benefits, what are the side effects, how you would even use it and in which different ways, because there are many. What are the benefits of each? What is this endocannabinoid system they talk about? And who, who cares? Why do we want to know? What about these cannabinoids? What's a THC? What's a CBD? So although we think we have the knowledge, I put it together in an updated way that's more reflective of what we need to know so that it's a one-stop shop so that people can come in, they can learn, they can feel they can go into a dispensary or wherever that is and, and feel more uh, comfortable with their purchasing decisions or their lack of knowledge. But the educational courses I also recommend, but more so for those leaning into industry and wanting to pursue a career, or if you just are excited about the knowledge in um, a passionate way. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I get so much gratification when I get an email from somebody that's listened to the show that says, Hey, you know, that guest or that conversation you had, or that's that uh, cultivar you guys talked about, uh, you know, taught me so much. It's like, wow, that's the exact reason why I'm doing this show is that hopefully somebody can learn that what somebody else has, has taught me. Uh, so, you know, aside from, you know, finding out on, on some, you know, your webinars and you have one on December 6th, they're listening to this show. What advice would you give to somebody who is looking to either get some cannabis education or maybe like you mentioned, if they're already in the industry and looking to upgrade, um, where do you think they should start? What do you think the best place to begin is for those people? I love that question, Dean. And yes, December 6th, my next webinar, check that out. I'd love to have more of you come and learn. What I would recommend is I would definitely say invest in yourself. You know, whether that is a consumer or an industry expert, if you feel you are wanting to know more, invest in that information. It's only going to pay dividends when you're able to help yourself going forward or, or help others who may need the information recreationally or medically. All right. So something that we have uh, we've talked about on this show, uh, you know, I, I try to talk about it quite a bit. I don't want to hit the listeners over the head with it every time, but we do try to bring it up uh, every few shows. And that's, you know, focusing on this plant when when you're when you're looking at the cannabis plant and, and trying to focus on the entourage effect versus simply THC. And listen, I know we're two years in. It's going to take a little while, but. First of all, can you explain for uh, maybe some of the new listeners or viewers just what the entourage effect is and, and how important it probably should be in, you know, how we look at cannabis? Yeah, that's a, uh, another excellent question I'd love to answer. So there is, you know, 
THC is a cannabinoid. It's a chemical that we use from the plant. And again, it's just a plant that stimulates our body. So to not get too technical, uh, another cannabinoid that we hear of is CBD. So what happens is these cannabinoids that we use from the plant, they have a medicinal property. So THC has its own and CBD has its own and they're absolutely fabulous and they have a need. But there's something called the entourage effect. Now, what does that mean? So to not get too technical or overwhelming, it just means when you're using the whole plant, the whole cannabis plant, there are multiple different benefits. And if you can use a whole plant product that gets all those benefits in, in one in inhalation, one vape, one dab, one edible, whatever it may be, you are going to experience a better effect, a better outcome, because you're gaining one plus one plus one plus one and that total rather than individually on their own. So you can get products out there that are just THC distillate or isolate, which means it's just it on its own. Those are great. But again, if it says whole plant and they use the whole plant from the beginning, you'll get a better effect and it'll also be more stimulating to your system. And it's, uh, you know, I, I use the analogy of, um, you know, buying a bottle of wine based on the alcohol percentage. And while mm -hmm. THC is an important uh, comp, uh, component of, of your cannabis, uh, the terpenes that are involved and, and the different cannabinoids that, uh, that come into play. Um, maybe let's touch on some terpenes and, and cannabinoids that, uh, that, that you believe uh, are beneficial. Now, we should point out everybody does react differently to cannabis, of so course, it's not a yeah. one-stop shop plant, but there are some properties of the plant that, you know, we do know either from personal experience or, or research that have mm -hmm. some, uh, some definite benefits for people. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. It is true. So what are, what are terpenes? Well, the point just comes down to, and again, I teach back into my courses, you could think of two components you want to look for when you're looking for your effect. Now, you may want an effect that's for sleeping, that's for pain, that's for creativity, relaxation. There's so many different ones. But what you're looking at is what is your cannabinoid balance? What is your THC and CBD on average? They're the most predominant that you hear about. And then what are your terpenes that you're complementing those effects with, right? That's the entourage effect is more than one effect being uh, enjoyed. So these terpenes are just the essential oils, the way a plant smells, and they're not unique to cannabis. If you're out walking in nature, you smell those pine trees, you're smelling a terpene known mm -hmm. as pinene. And there are medical effects. When you're out in nature, they say that's relaxing for a walk. It stimulates the senses and is anti-anxiety, uh, an anti-anxiety uh, agent. Well, that's because of that terpene. So there are terpenes such as limonene, that's very energetic. You can think of it in a cleaning product. Then there's linalool, which is often found in lavender, which is great for sedation. So if you can learn a bit about these different per, uh, terpenes with different properties, again, therapeutically, some being medically as well, and you can combine them, you can have such a great effect that you can maintain and control on a regular basis. And if we can repeat those effects, then that's just exactly what we want. We want to go to our shelf and say, I'd like this feeling and I'd like to engage with that. So terpenes and cannabinoids, THC and CBD are absolutely the way of our future. Well, and I think that's where 
um, you know, if you're new to cannabis or if you're new to cannabis as a medicine, you know, maybe, um, you know, I was a recreational cannabis user and still am and then ended up finding out how well it uh, helped out my mental health and, you know, got off pharmaceuticals with it. So it became, uh, you know, medicinal and recreational. But the thing I'm getting at is that if you're new to using it for medicine, journaling, I think, is so important and writing down, okay, this cultivar has these terpenes this is how i felt this was the thc and then fine-tuning it you know we know cannabis is different for different people so the more you use it the more you write down the more you jot down or whatever the more information you can give yourself is able to wear you know blue dream that's my jam when i you know i'm in a jam i go for my blue dream because i know what what it how the the past experience is for some people blue dream is not good for them and and that's the thing and 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 when you're first starting out i just think journaling is so important. I couldn't agree more. And it's just important as well. Like you said, Dean, you write something down as I have this cultivar, which is the more correct way of calling a strain because we're not in microbiology. So that's a term we're moving over to. But writing down the name of the product because the name doesn't equate an effect. The effect is what you feel. So do you feel sleepy? Do you feel energized? Do you have the munchies? Did your headache go away? Do you find you were very productive? You can take notes and then maybe it's a Saturday morning and you want to be creative in art class. You can go to something you like more that might be a haze. But if you want something more relaxing in the evening, you might be going towards a different product. So knowing how it interacts with you will just help you get consistency and to a point that you won't need that anymore. But there are different products. So having notes will be just excellent reminders because you won't remember what you felt last week over what Mm. you felt from this week. So again, notes, notes, notes. There's nothing wrong with them. Indeed. Uh, And there's lots of uh, LPs and companies that uh, have tons of books out there for journaling because it is is so important. So you should be able to find if you ever see a pop up, they're probably going to have some of those (laughs) journals that are there. Now, uh, what you know, we talked a little bit about THC and we've talked about CBD. And, and, you know, I I, I was at one point so ignorant that I thought uh, THC, everybody could have THC. But, you know, for some people. THC does not agree with them and, and we're, we're all a little bit different, but I think CBD can, what are your, what's your thought process on, you know, daily CBD and, and things like that? I absolutely love CBD. So CBD again is another chemical cannabinoid similar to THC. Why people are loving it is it's non-psychoactive in an intoxicating way, meaning there won't be that high people talk about or that stone that you hear people use for slang. So I actually use CBD multiple times per day, including the first thing of my morning with this brain injury and with the chronic pains, you wouldn't recognize me before and after CBD. That's why it's so remarkable. But besides being non-intoxicating, it's a fabulous anti-anxiety agent, an antidepressant agent, being used for inflammation, skin conditions, and a variety of ailments. So if you're new, everyone's going to have a different tolerance, of course, to anything. And there's also going to be different doses. If you have a lower number compared to a higher number well just naturally the increase means a higher strength a higher potency so with something like CBD it's a great introduction for those who may want to try using cannabis who don't want a psychoactive effect or just want to start somewhere CBD whether it's in an edible a topical a capsule or 
a vape pen or even smoking as a flower is an excellent starting point for those newer users or those who are maybe looking for a more holistic medical uh, therapeutic treatment of just regular daily living. Now that doesn't mean, Dean, as you know, that you have to have a serious ailment or injury in order right. to partake in this. Being an everyday person can be stressful, difficult, sleeping issues, whatever it may be, the pains of life. So CBD is a great way to start without having to worry about side effects that include stomach issues and things like that. It heals your body. It naturally gets your body cannabis into a state of balance. So if we can maintain our bodies in balance, why wouldn't we? Yeah, well, Father Time is undefeated, as we know. We <laughs> all get old. We all have aches yeah. and pains, and and it really is amazing. I, you know, I, I I noticed in the past, you know, when I've run out of CBD and and had to go get maybe had to wait a couple of days, and and I could feel oh, just my back is getting a little bit cranky again. <laughs> yeah. So we are all getting older, and 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 I think it's great. You know, you could take CBD in oil form or in, in a capsule if you want. Mm -hmm. You could have it in flour and vape it, or you can get those pens as you mentioned. Now when you're out and about you have a quick hit of some cbd you're not going to get that high as you mentioned and you're going to get uh kind of a more of a, a relaxation and and you know cbd is just the 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 tip of the iceberg as i mentioned earlier oh, because yes. the the amount of things we're learning like i always say it's great that we have legalized in canada i can go to my store can buy a joint i can come mm -hmm. home i can smoke it without my neighbor calling my cops that's <laughs> that's great right they're calling the cops yeah. on me that's awesome Literally. but the, yeah. the research that we are going to learn and the things we're going to learn about this plant uh, down the road is going to be the ultimate benefit of legalization in my opinion absolutely anyway. life-changing it is already life-changing and there's more to come it's a wave that is just building momentum yeah, it, it really is. I mean, the the uh, amount of research, and we're going to start learning. It, and and it's unfortunate there are some people and some some physicians that they need to see the proof on a medical paper before they will start, you know, handing out that uh, advice. And we're going to get there at some point. And and more and more doctors that are just like just like a generation of kids are going to grow up without the stigma of cannabis. There's going to be a generation of doctors that are going to come in. They're going to be open minded to this plant. Absolutely. And for that note too, Dean, if anybody wants to get overly technical, look into pub medication, look into PubMed articles that have been published regarding the research that has been done and the undeniable facts that are out there about cannabis. So if you're willing to educate yourselves, then there is knowledge to find. And uh, I think the more doctors that have this as just an option to offer the patients will just be another wellness tool. And if you think of taking CBD similar to a strong Tylenol or something in that aspect, it's not something that you would compare to having a drink. So we're talking apples and oranges in that component. But again, if you're open to the knowledge, you will find that it is based in science. It is based in facts. And we're just going to keep building with legalization. And now that we can do the research that has been removed from our capacity for so long of what we all knew and felt but couldn't put that in a document but they're there to find out which is great 
And well, the you know the the two years of legalization, I think you as as you mentioned, has been life changing for a lot of people. I I I could just speak for myself. You know, I don't remember the last time I was drunk. It was years yeah. ago. That's how little mm-hmm. alcohol I've consumed. And I used to be a really really big drinker. I was yeah. also on pharmaceuticals. So just think of the the lack of alcohol and pharmaceuticals going through my system over the last few years has you know automatically improved my health just on that alone absolutely and there just seems to be a a natural correlation with people who drink on a regular basis and then those who start partaking in cannabis they find they're enjoying one more than the other and they're not having the negative effects that come with whatever they're choosing so there is a decrease in the need for alcohol when you're consuming now that's not for everyone but that is something you commonly do here and i mean the less toxins in our body the less chemicals we're adding then the power to us that'll just improve our minds and our bodies yeah well and and cannabis is becoming more and more of uh, a tool for addiction uh, for for afflictions and addictions so um, yep. The more we know is uh, is just uh, building up there. So what, what are your thoughts on legalization so far? We're just two plus years past. Um, you know, how do you think we've handled it as far as a, a country as a whole? Well, you know what? I think the fact that we're legal in the first place is something to celebrate. Mm-hmm. When you're getting started with anything, there are going to be hookups. Hook pardon me. There are going to be hiccups. Maybe hookups. I don't know. <laughs> but there are going to be hiccups. There are going to be changes. There are going to be laws that need to be removed or expanded on or whatever that may be. But you know, you and I, as we both know, are from Manitoba. And I don't think growing up in Manitoba, we were learning at school, you know, you could be a psychologist, you can be a janitor, you can work at this store or that, but cannabis was an option for none of us. So at the end of the day, we are making momentum and we're here and it's happening and it's legal. So we will keep expanding, we will keep getting better and we are setting a standard. So patience is always, helpful with any industry but we're hoping to set the standard for other industries as well so it's legal let's be happy and it'll keep getting better year after year i mean how can it not it's it's cannabis yeah indeed and, and you're right uh, the education component you know what about the day when it trickles down you know i went to crocus plains high school in brandon manitoba there was you know there i, I don't even know if we had a horticulture department but maybe there <laughs> no. is some sort of education uh, down the road and you know I, I know that's very tricky because you're dealing with kids underage but you know oh. you, you can teach them about the business you don't have to you know teach them how to smoke it or you know it's just not dazed and confused where they're making a bong in shop class or anything like that but no that is there not is, <laughs> there's an educational component that can yes, be there absolutely there's an educational component anywhere i mean yes. even with the younger generation it's mental health you know it's not come down to they're gonna get high and start driving you don't see people that are getting high and wanting to operate vehicles of anything they're trying to stay away from it because it just doesn't uh, go off in your mind as a thing to do but with the younger generation it's more so the mental health that we deal with as a human society so if we can get coping skills in place for the junk younger generation so that they can learn how to deal with their ever-changing emotions and, and and realities of life then we can help them in that component 
rather than them having to feel they can cope with their stress and anxiety through the use of marijuana when their brains aren't completely developed. And that is the most important part is the development of the brain. But there's education everywhere. As long as we're willing to, to allow it in to learn, because when we learn, we know what to do going forward, whether that's boundaries, regulations, or, or how to operate. But again, that base of knowledge will take away that fear and will just empower us to make better decisions. Indeed. And education with our kids about, uh, you know, this is something that when you are of a certain age, you can make the choice. But until that, you do not uh, partake in this. And, yeah. and, you know, it's not illegal. It's not bad, but it's just not for kids. And, and that's nope. the sort of the message that I think a lot of parents, you know, you know, have had or, you know, will be having in the future. Oh, absolutely. And for myself, even with my niece and nephew, I've explained to them before that, you know, this is a plant, you know, it's a herb, like how we have items from sage that are mm. roll-ons or, or um, essential oils. This is a plant. And you're right, Dean, it's not illegal. And it's not something I would explain that, you know, mom and dad or whomever, that would be my brother and his partner, they're not going to go to jail because that's what kids would say is it's illegal and you're mm -hmm. going to go to jail. And that's not the case. And if you want to add on to that, you're right. It's similar to, say, alcohol, where it's something you have to be of a certain age to use. So it is legal. It is OK, but you're just not in the age limit where it's for your term. Right. All right. Before we get to what you think is the next big thing in cannabis, tell us about yeah. December 6th, uh, the webinar, where people can find the information and where can they find you uh, on uh, the wide world web? On the internet. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So December 6th will be my last online webinar for the year. I have had fabulous feedback with participants from actually around the world, which has been great. So that's Cannabis 101 that you can search on Eventbrite where you can buy a ticket and that's eventbrite.com. You would put Cannabis 101 on there or on my business LinkedIn. You can find me, I'm Kelsey Cannabis there and on Instagram, more of the fun rather than the business at Kelsey Cannabis and links are in those bios. They can be found to attend. And another actually new exciting announcement that I've just recently been releasing is upcoming in January's issue of Chatelaine magazine. They are Canada's women's largest brand. Magazine has been around for quite a while. There will be myself in an article discussing women in the use of cannabis. So I look forward to that magazine release and I look forward to the audience re uh, reading it and relating. And of course, if you have any questions, reach out to me. I am obsessed with cannabis. So mm -hmm. let's talk about it, whether it's medical, recreational or whatever it may be. That's awesome that uh, that uh, that article is coming out. You know, recently on, on this show, we talked about Martha Stewart and her CBD line and, yeah. and how many people that's going to bring into the cannabis. You know, now your grandma might think cannabis is OK because Martha Stewart is getting yeah. involved. And it's just, it's just whatever <laughs> yeah. avenue we can get to bring people in and whether it's Chatelaine or Martha Stewart, we got to take advantage mm -hmm. of it, right? Well, and speaking of grandmas, I send my grandma, I'm Ukrainian, my baba. She uses oils and topicals. Topicals are for targeted relief. Mm. They don't have the effects felt through all the body. And if you have muscle aches, psoriasis, arthritis, skin conditions, a variety of just aches and pains, 
Topicals are wonderful. No psychoactivity, no side effects, and instant relief. So there are many ways, and let's learn about how we can use them because they'll help from an early age all the way up to an elderly age. There are benefits, and you will find they'll help your health journey, absolutely. Yeah. And I've, yeah. I've gotten into bath salts recently, the yes. new bath salts that came out. Yes. And, uh, man, it's, uh, it's it sure makes those Lebowski baths uh, a whole lot better when it's actually <laughs> yeah. uh, THC infused. Okay, let's wrap up right. with what do you think is the next big thing in cannabis? Can be here in Canada, can be worldwide. Okay. What's your thought? My overall thought, worldwide, but more specific to Canada is craft cannabis is coming. Now I lo know a lot of people say they have craft and in my in my personal opinion I don't find it to be craft. What I find craft is that quality. So it's not just the high THC, it's what does it smell like? What are the effects? What is the bag appeal? Are those beautiful crystally trichomes there for me to see and it's about the experience. So those rare genetics, they're coming into Canada, they're being grown by these craft licensed producers that are very passionate and have been including legacy growers who have been growing not just within a year or two but have been doing this for time and when those products come out they will be a game changer across the market whether we're talking about quality of vapes increasing premium topicals to use edibles that are just phenomenal they're coming and I am so excited for craft cannabis because I myself, I obviously like to smoke a lot of weed too, besides inhalation and ingestion. So when I can get those treats and those experiences that are hard to come by, I'm excited for them to, to show up. So the future is here and it's just around the corner. Awesome stuff. Kelsey, Kelsey, thanks so much yeah. for joining me on the program. Uh, best of luck of moving course. forward. And I hope we can chat again. All right. Thanks everyone. Thanks Dean. Have an amazing day. is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. All right, check out One Hitters later in the week featuring Kelsey as we get to know her cannabis history and uh, we got to know uh, quite a bit of it uh, in that interview. Uh, and man, what a... Cr uh, just an amazing recovery thanks to cannabis. Those are the stories that I love to hear. Uh, anyway, you can find one-hitters and full episodes uh, from the past at Cannabis101podcast.ca. You can also subscribe to The Weed Weekly and keep up to date with, uh, hopefully, one of your favorite podcasts. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for Cannabis Characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> and beyond. Heavy girl with that, man. Is it heavy stuff, man? All right, today on our uh, cannabis character segment, um, we are featuring a uh, animated character. 
and uh, he's actually in studio with me. So uh, why don't I just uh, bring him on in to uh, say hello. There he is. Uh, we're doing Homer Simpson, who is voiced by Dan Castellanata, uh, of course, from the very famous Simpsons. Now, normally, this guy is more of a duff beer and donut kind of guy, hanging out at Moe's Tavern uh, with uh, Barney and all his buddies and those pickled eggs. My wife started making pickled eggs this year, and I thought we were opening up a tavern because that's the only time I've ever seen pickled eggs was in a bar, and mostly it was at Moe's Tavern, and they looked green. So, usually he's a beer guy, but at some point in the long history of the series, he has prescribed medicinal cannabis. And as they usually are with The Simpsons, the results are hilarious. So, here is Homer Simpson getting high. Okay, let's see. Toke as needed. Caution, objects may appear more edible than they actually are. What's that billowing down the stairs? Oh, it's smoke! It smells like the art teacher's office. Oh, Homer, you're doing drugs! And now I'm guilty of possession! I could go to prison! Unless I testify against you. Marge, it's making my eyes better. And it's legal. I could walk up to the president and blow smoke in his stupid monkey face. And he'd just have to sit there grooving on it. Hello? Marge, I just realized I am the owl in the word now. And if you tell anyone... Honey, I like it when you call, but we just talked five minutes ago. Hang on, I've got call waiting. Hello? Hey, it's me. I got Marge in the other line, and she is totally bumming me out. <laughs> Dad, I thought you didn't like her saxophone. I didn't, but now, Daddy's special medicine, which you must never use because it will ruin your life, lets Daddy see and hear magical things you will never experience. Ever. Dad, it's 1 a.m., and I'm out of saliva. Shh, shh, shh. Wow, that saxophone would make a great pipe. All right, as usual, Homer Simpson does not disappoint. Dan Castellanata as Homer Simpson right here from The Simpsons as our cannabis uh, character on this week's episode <laughs> we're gonna get into what's that strain in just a second this is the cannabis 101 podcast your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in canada and beyond All right, I told you about the uh, auto feature on that uh, slash there from Stonesmiths. I just have to tell you one more thing. Uh, you just give it the uh, four seconds to heat it up, then you hit it. There's a lot of people try to rush it right away, so make sure when you get yours, uh, you give it that time to make sure you heat it up. And there's three temperature settings as well, so you could explore all of that. You could find it at Green Rock Cannabis in uh, St. Albert and Lethbridge, 
Uncle Ron's in Edmonton, and uh, Northern Lights Supply as well. You can also find it at stonesmiths.ca. What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis Store Manager and Educator. Educator Chris Ionson of Nova Cannabis Jasper Ave joining us as usual as we get into uh, another cultivar that we're going to look at. And uh, before we get into um, melon gum uh, that we're going to do from Weed Me today, uh, just a reminder for everybody out there, particularly if you're heading into a Nova Cannabis store, I want my good buddy safe. So uh, really important to use click and collect right now, especially with you know, the, the current situation that we're in in our province, click and collect, so very important. Uh, maybe just give our viewers and our listeners a rundown on how they use that. Yeah, for sure, Dean. So it's on the, the leafly.ca uh, website, and uh, you can actually you know pick your Nova location, uh, shop the menu from home, see what they've got in stock, uh, see the percentages there, uh, place your order, and we'll get your order ready for you so that when you come into the store, uh, it's just a quicker transaction inside, and we can move things along yeah and and you know we want as little uh, interaction for you know you the customer and and you the the worker and in in all areas right the grocery stores whatever it is limiting contact is going to help and limiting social gatherings so we're all, well, unfortunately we're going to have to use uh, cannabis over zoom uh, again for the next little while because gatherings are going to be limited but and we do have to get through it and one of the ways that you can help out is using click and collect that's how i grabbed melon gum an indica dominant hybrid from Weed Me, um, and um, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Weed Me, uh, another great Canadian company. Uh, tell us a, a little bit about them. You know when, who they are, and and why they grow. Yeah, for sure, Dean. So uh, Weed Me was established in uh, April of 2016 uh, by two good friends uh, and co-founders uh, Terry Kalaga and Benny Pressman. And uh, these two bonded over their passion for cannabis and the idea to provide Canadians with high-quality product. Uh, so two, two, two years prior to legalization, um, they kind of sat down. Um, they, they came up with a plan. They set out to become pioneers uh, in the up-and-coming cannabis industry you know, before it had hit. Uh, and their passion, excitement, and adventurous mindset led them on a journey to provide good peeps with good quality <laughs> bud. And, uh, you know, leveraging... Um, Leveraging their livelihoods, you know, really taking a leap of faith with this too. It's not a guarantee, you know, that you're going to be successful. Um, you know, Weed Me was founded. And uh, their motto is uh, anytime, any place, Weed Me. Uh, uh, that's, it's, it's amazing how they and I have the same motto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I think you might have the same motto as well. That is so awesome. And, and, and it really does speak, you know, these guys put you know, everything they had to kind of get this going and, and they got it up and now they have a, a new partnership uh, also with uh, Canavolve as well. So they are evolving. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, for sure. So they, they partnered up with uh, the Canadian cannabis retail sales agency Canavolve and uh, they represent a few brands here in Canada um, in, the, in the rec market. Um, really cool those their sales rep here in Edmonton uh, is actually a, he's a movie producer um, he's an actor too uh, he's got an IMDB page um, it's Adam Scorgy of, uh, of Scorgy Productions uh, and he was actually the man behind the 
excellent cannabis documentary mm-hmm. called The Union. Uh, absolutely worth checking out if uh, if you guys haven't seen that. Totally watch it. I think it's it's out there on YouTube and you can find it on uh, all kinds of places. And then he did the doc the the sequel to that called The Culture High, which I just saw recently in the in the last year. Uh, also amazing. Um, that union movie. That's where I found out about the ECS. Like mm. at, a, at a younger age, uh, a lot of good uh, educational cannabis stuff in there. Uh, worth watching. Uh, he's also responsible for Ice Guardians and <laughs> Inmate Number One: The Rise of Danny Trejo. Yeah, making Coco as well. Uh, the Grand Fear story. Yeah, this it's a phenomenal. You know, I've I've was an Euler fan since I was a kid, so I knew a lot about Grant Fear, and I still learned a ton uh, from that documentary. And, and speaking with Grant after about it was a lot of fun. So he, Adam has done a really good job, and, yeah. uh, you know, also making a name for himself in the, uh, in the cannabis space as well. Yeah, Dean, uh, for sure. I, I'd say that he's been uh, kind of kind of new. Like, it's been a few months of, you know, seeing him in stores, but, um, you know, he's come in, uh, done a great job repping the brand. He he gives us the education we need. We get the the information through emails. Uh, I, I feel like he's just got that passion um, and the knowledge for the plant, mm-hmm. and and that's the, those are the kind of people we want we want to see in the industry. So yeah, you great. you know you certainly have to have the the passion. There's a lot of people that have the knowledge, but maybe they don't have the drive. Um, and not to say that you know you, you you the passion I think is the 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 one thing we can learn a lot of things, but if you don't have the drive and the passion, it's not going to get you anywhere. So the combination is both, but you got to have that passion first, or yeah. else that knowledge isn't going to take you anywhere. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, and I and I've seen that working in the industry where you you see some people who who have that passion mm-hmm. and some who don't, and and those who don't, um, you know, they they don't stick around. They, they right. move on to other things. Um, I think it's important. All right, so um, let's talk a little bit more about uh, Weed Me. Um, you know, where do they grow? Uh, how do they do it? Uh, tell us a little bit about their facilities. Yeah, for sure, Dean. So they've got a, a state-of-the-art facility uh, in uh, Pickering, Ontario, and it's uh, 20,000 square feet, and it's on three acres of land. Um, and it's a small batch hydroponics uh, setup. And uh, this facility is strategically placed um, adjacent to the 401 mm-hmm. uh, Ontario Highway uh, for ease of distribution, uh, just to kind of really pump that cannabis out. I sh- I'm sure they'd uh, have some pretty good advertising, um, you know, being right there on that major highway yeah, as that well. Too. Right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then they also have the option to expand their facility uh, to, to be roughly 220,000 square feet wow. uh, if they ever need it on that, on that acre, three-acre land. Huh. Wow. Yeah. So what's the process that they use? Uh, so they use, uh, when they grow, they use uh, LED lighting for their plants, uh, which is a uh, reduced environmental impact. Mm-hmm. Um, their grow medium is uh, rock wool cubes, mm-hmm. uh, which is increased control of the newts. Um, and uh, they do uh, a machine trim at first, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but uh, following that machine trim, uh, their buds are hand polished, uh, which I, uh, kind of a new term for me. But, yeah. Uh, that I looked into it's just that final trim done by hand, and you're, you're getting human eyes on it to really kind of make sure that uh, the product going into the package looks nice. Yeah, and, and, you know, if 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 that's a great way to get the best of both. If you're using a machine, you still have that human eye test that it has to pass near the end, right? Yeah, I think that's important yeah. you can't just go full full robotics on, on, on something like this no no what about yeah. their drying process drying process is really cool um they they have this uh this room where it's every two hours um the air is recirculated to keep it fresh um so um i've never heard of that uh, i think that's great though uh 
Uh, and then what makes them really kind of stand out, um, you know, against their, their competition and I guess other LPs is, is their unique genetics. Um, they have an exclusive partnership mm-hmm. with um, one of the world's oldest and most distinguished seed banks, uh, Dutch, Dutch Passion. And uh, Dutch Passion, they are legends. They have over 100 different unique cultivars in their seed bank. Um, and they were established in 1987 uh, in Amsterdam by uh, founder and owner Henk van Dalen. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a legendary uh, cannabis icon, I would say. Um, one of the big reasons being uh, Dutch Passion gave the world um, the feminized seed and the autoflower seed, mm. uh, which is just huge. That's a huge step for you know expanding uh, recreational growing of cannabis. Um, yeah, that was huge. And then... What uh, you just quickly um, explain that for people that that you know aren't weren't aware before this you know maybe it was a crapshoot if you were going to get a male or a feminized a female seed Th- these guys came out and said here we're gonna we're just gonna make these feminized seeds available and and explain autoflower for maybe those people that are new or maybe looking to grow themselves totally Dean so uh, feminized seeds uh, means that you know when you plant that seed and uh, the plant that's going to grow from it uh, will be a female and it's going to give you buds uh, if it's a male seed uh, it's going to grow just like the the female plant uh, but you're not going to get any buds you're going to kind of get these these pollen sacs that will be used for yeah. Breeding. For breeding. So, I mean, it's it's not necessarily the worst thing to get a male plant. I mean, you're not going to get any real... But you don't still want all of them, right? Yeah. yeah. You want some. You, you want the ladies. It's it's all about the ladies with <laughs> cannabis plants. That's right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I guess men are important for breeding, but uh, you, you want... The ladies want do the all the work. They do, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's the feminized seeds. Uh-huh. Um, autoflower seeds are... It's kind of... Um, you know, when cannabis is grown, you've got your vegetative state and uh, your, your flowering state. Mm-hmm. And um, autoflowering, it, it changes automatically from veg to flower uh, based on the age of the plant and not the light cycle. So okay. When it's not auto, auto, uh, um, <laughs> when it's not. Um, autoflower? Pardon me, autoflower. Yeah. Thanks, Dean. <laughs> um, yeah, it's you, you're gonna have to kind of watch your plant uh, a bit and kind of decide when to kick it into the. Uh, so it's a flowering. great. It's a great um, a type of seed for that beginner grower, right? Like it, it is. takes a lot of the guesswork out. Big time. Okay. Big time for sure. Awesome. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the history then. Uh, when we're talking um, the lineage, bubblegum and lavender. So take us through that. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, I mean, bubblegum, uh, it's, it's an indica. Uh, out of the, it's kind of an American indica. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, originated from the state of Indiana. Uh, but, you know, over the years, it kind of made its way all over the states before it was perfected. Uh, and it was the female that was used in the melon gum. Okay. Uh, with that, there's, there wasn't too much genetic info uh, for the background on bubblegum. Uh, and then lavender is the, was the male uh, portion. And its pollen was used... Uh, uh, to create the ever tasty, ever relaxing melon gum, and mm. and lavender is the combination of super skunk crossed with big skunk Korean, okay. crossed with Afghani Hawaiian. Afghani Hawaiian, yeah. You're, you're like two land race strains to mm-hmm. make one strain. Oh yeah. Wow, that's and and then you're throwing it in with some Korean and a couple of skunks. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's a party. Yeah, totally. Lavender's got some real cool genetics to it, Dean. Wow. Yeah, no and, doubt. And so the, the cultivar melon gum was uh, was created in Spain mm. uh, by the breeding group uh, Dr. Underground. And uh, their motivation for making melon gum was combining their favorite traits from lavender and bubblegum. 
and uh, and melon gum was exactly that. It was it was fruity, um, almost strawberry like with the the flavor profile. Um, you know, it tastes sweet on the tongue, and the nugs reflect the the melon namesake mm-hmm. with uh, the colors of the butter, like a light green with a, with a real nice orange hue to them. Um, as well as the um, the dusting of trichomes to the buds, you know it's known to be quite a resinous uh, bud, and it makes the bud sticky like bubble gum. Awesome. Okay, so we're for those uh, that are watching, you're seeing a nice close up of this beautiful colored giant nug. Uh, where was this? Uh, we we talked about Pickering, Ontario, but this actual weed me melon gum wasn't grown there. That's right, Dean. Um, yeah, this this particular batch that we've got here was grown in Quebec uh, by one of their Weedenese cultivation partners. And uh, what I was kind of the information I was given about it was uh, that it produces heavy yields following its 50 to 57 day uh, flowering period. And so with that, uh, you know, every, every cultivar, if you're ever going to be growing, it's important to look up, you know, the flowering period. So you'll kind of have a, a rough idea on when mm-hmm. to be checking your trichomes to see, you know, am I, am I chopping this, this thing down? You know, <laughs> I guess that's uh, yeah, super important. Um, also, uh, the buds are, are known to grow in kind of an arrowhead shape mm. um, and completely drenched in the, in the white trichomes and, <laughs> and real nice resin layer. It's so awesome. Uh, the website, by the way, for Weed Me is www.weedme.ca. I love the very first picture uh, that we see when you, you click on their website. I'm going to have to start including the websites in, in this because that very first picture, uh, you know, it's a person with a joint and there's this giant cloud. I'm a sucker for those pictures. I take them, you know, like lots of people take pictures of their food. I take pictures of my clouds because I just love it. I try not to share them too much because I'm sure people get annoyed. But it's just like, you know, for the cannabis consumer, for that picture to pop up, I don't know how you don't get a smile on your face when you first see that. Yeah, it is nice to see. It's awesome. So, and I like their, they got some good information. They have some seeds for sale, as we just talked about. Yeah. So there's a lot going on with Weed Me, and you can find it at uh, weedme.ca. Uh, uh, now, the THC on this uh, that uh, I picked up through Click and Collect is 20.71. So that's kind of getting closer to that level three, but the way THC levels are going up now is also a little bit different. And we should mention the entourage effect comes into play, and everybody is a little bit different but what about the name melon gum yeah so i think it has to do with the the aroma and the flavor uh to this cultivar you know it's known to be sweet like bubble gum um you know with kind of hints of of fruitiness to the the smell mm-hmm. um and i think too with the colors uh, as we mentioned there the colors of the bud really kind of remind me of like uh cantaloupe or melon mm-hmm. yeah and such a big nug too um okay let's talk about uh, the look, uh, you know, for uh, for those watching, uh, you'll see the packaging there on the screen and um, good size packaging, especially with like when you look at how big that nug is that we have on the screen, um, you know, that's about the perfect size packaging for something like that, right? Yeah, totally, Dean. I, I think that that size is great for a 3.5. Um, you know, uh, the one that I had had two real big buds in it and, and the bag was kind of bulging out like mm-hmm. you almost couldn't fit. Uh, too much more in there, but that that's great. I don't want to see a lot of waste. So, yep. uh, yeah, definitely appreciate that. Um, also, how it looks, though, yeah, like we mentioned, light green buds with the, the orange pistols. Um, very cakey when you break the buds apart. Uh, on my tray, I, I broke a bud apart and just uh, dusting the crystals fell on my tray. Right. I thought that was awesome. Um, this one was really cool to look uh, under the magnifying glass. 
uh, was very alien. <laughs> um, and it was just a tangled spider webs of trichomes just all over each other. So awesome. And uh, I also noticed some like purple flecks when I was, I was trying to like run down the bud a bit and I, I tracked down some, some dark purple uh, flecks mm-hmm. of bud in there too. So that got me real excited. Yeah, no doubt. I love, uh, you know, more than just the green and the orange that you, that you, you know, normally associate cannabis with. It's great yeah. to see. Uh, some different colors out there. All right, the uh, the smell. Um, we gave this to Nosy McGee, uh, my wife, and uh, you know she kind of nailed it. And we always give her the blind taste test uh, or smell test. Um, so, first of all, tell us uh, what's in there, or, or maybe you could tell us what she went with, and then what you what you get for the smell. Yeah. So yeah, and Nosy McGee went into it blind there, uh, and she right away, you know, citrus fruit. She had mentioned lemons and orange. Uh, and then she went into a piney, uh, mm. like almost like a spruce, spruce tree. tree. Christmas tree, yeah. Yeah, uh, which I thought that was great um, and pretty pretty bang on, you know, when we get into the terpenes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I, I thought it was the, kind of like a sweet spice. That's mm-hmm. what I got out of it. Definitely sweetness. Um, uh, one of my staff uh, members mentioned honeydew. Okay. Uh, she kind of got that sweetness to it. Um, so for me, it was like fruity with a, with a touch of fresh lemons. Uh, but I, I definitely think Nosy McGee just, just nailed it there. I got some strawberry, too, in the smell as well, like that fruity berry uh, flavor. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Uh, and I, for me, I, I get some strawberry in the taste. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. That's, um, yeah, the uh, we should probably talk about the terpenes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into that. So uh, the, the dominant terpene for, for melon gum is, is limonene. Mm-hmm. So uh, Nosy McGee, bang on there. Uh, limonene is going to provide a citrus kind of fruity smell and aroma. Uh, pinene was up next, uh, and they actually had some, some alpha and beta pinene in there, and it's that piney kind of woodsy like a spruce tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then linalool was the third terpene, and that's kind of floral. And I'm loving lavender. it. I'm I'm really loving the linalool as of late. It's, you know, it's so relaxing as well. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm getting them still. You know, still sticking with caryophylline as my number one, but linalool's uh, nice. definitely number two. <laughs> All right, we we have to mention that everybody is different everybody might you know people you might smell something different you might taste something different certainly uh we are uh, like fingerprints or snowflakes we're all different um but what was your experience like yeah dean so uh my experience was great i i had a good time with melon gum uh i found it to be very smooth when i I was i was smoking it in joints as as i do yeah (laughs) and very smooth uh uh and and easy on the inhale uh i found it to hit fast uh, I was halfway through the joint and I already had just buzzy blasts of euphoria kind of hitting me in the head and, nice. and kind of just going, going throughout my body. That was really awesome. Uh, it was very relaxing on the body. Um, kind of had some body tingles going there. Uh, but there was still a, a nice mix of head effects. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, euphoric city for me, um, and and munchies. I got the munchies quite a bit. Oh, that's good. I'll know to have something ready for tonight. All right, let's get to the three W's: who, what, and when is this good for? And obviously, generalizations because people are a little bit different. Yeah, totally, Dean. Uh, so, who it's good for? You know, uh, intermediate smokers, uh, level two and up. Anyone looking to get lifted and feel great? I, yeah. I think um, what it's good for: hitting the couch, watching funny movies. Um, Hanging with pals, I think board games and, and video games are good. Yeah. Uh, and creative projects, too. I love that you said board games. Board games don't get enough love with all the video games going on and uh, Yeah, board streaming. games are like, great. Pull out an old Pictionary or something. Yeah, Balderdash. I, I played Monopoly last week. It was actually Monopoly. 
And that could, that's the one, maybe the one board game that can get a little frustrating. <laughs> but it was still a lot of fun. Uh, for, for me, for th- when when this is good for the melon gum, I think it's any time of day. Um, I had a real nice wake and bake session. Had a real fun start to my day with, with some melon gum on a day off. Um, it's also super chill in the evening. Um, had some right before bed, too. Didn't have any issues falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and also really liked it after dinner. So, and, and that's an important thing. Uh, people sometimes think indica and think I can never have that during the day. But check a little bit more into some of the terpene profile and yeah. some of the different things. And like I said, there's some sativas that might make somebody else tired. But in general, this is an indica that's not going to just knock you out. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that, Dean. And to go with that, recently I had a 20-plus percent sativa. Uh, smoked a joint and had a nap. I, I woke up on my couch uh, so and just, some of it's set and setting, as yeah, you've explained in the past. Yeah, too. for sure. And and everyone does react differently. And yeah. you know, there there might be an indica that I'm talking about that you know does these things for me. It, it's not guaranteed to do that for everybody. We're, yeah. we're all different. Uh, okay, I definitely get the uh, linalool. Uh, I'm getting that, so that's a bit of a floral taste. Uh, what what are you getting uh, for taste test? So for me, it was uh, I got earthy and spicy at first, uh, and then like I just got the strawberry just now. Yeah, and then the strawberry, the strawberry and the floral aftertaste, yeah. and it kind of lingers on on the tongue and the just, lips. Just it, it it feels like I just ate, like I just finished eating a strawberry. You kind of you know, when you're eating a strawberry, you get that little bit leftover. Wow, that's amazing that uh, that you just mentioned that it does stay on it. So yeah. great taste. Uh, all right, melon gum from Weed Me. Uh, before we go. Black Friday coming up, uh, you know, we want to be very careful. We want to be limiting people. We want to be staying away from groups. But you guys do have some sales that people will be able to find using Click and Collect. That's right, Dean. Yeah, uh, every, every Nova is going to be putting some selected items uh, on sale. It's going to be, you know, 25 to 50% off. Um, my store has got some some gems coming through. I'm kind of excited to uh, to put some of these, these real cool items on sale there. So, um, yeah, if you're thinking about, uh, you know, Getting out, doing some shopping. I mean, make quick or, you know, uh, but yeah. Definitely use uh, the click, the click and collect, and collect uh, sure. so it limits everybody, but there are deals to be had for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, for those of you watching, one final look at Melon Gum from Weed Me. Uh, check them out online at www.weedme.ca. It's an indica-dominant hybrid coming in at 20.7%. you got some limonene, pinene, and linalool. Use the click and collect at all Nova Cannabis stores to grab this. Thanks a lot, Chris. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dean. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. That'll wrap things up for another episode. Thanks very much for watching us on our YouTube or social media strains or listening uh, wherever you find your podcasts. I appreciate both of you. You are the uh, biggest partner uh, that we have. We talk a lot about partnerships on this show, but you, the viewer and the listener, uh, you're the biggest partner that we have, along with the OZ, uh, David Wiley, who appears on Hour One Mondays. And Malcolm LaBelle also appears on Hour 1 on Mondays from the Green Generation Co. Uh, We're giving away a Regal Cigar today. Big thanks to Andre for his partnership and his belief in this show. And Stonesmiths, check them out at stonesmiths.ca. Find the slash 
at uh, many different places. If you're a retail outlet, make sure you get these in your store. Uh, contact them at stonesmiths.ca. And if you'd like to be involved in this show as a partner or a guest, hit me up at w or yeah www hit me up at www.cannabis101podcast.ca you can contact me there through the website you can also find past episodes or you can email me at cannabis101podcast at gmail.com and for all your other podcast needs check out podcastalley.ca i have a bunch of shows there it's a podcast alley speaking of the simpsons right near the hammock district all right, uh, we are back at it on Monday with a new episode. David Wiley of the OZ on This Week in Cannabis News. Malk LaBelle from the Green Generation Company on the business of cannabis. We will have Weed Word of the Day, another cannabis question, and we'll tell you more about the Weed Weekly. Sign up for that at the cannabis101podcast.ca, and you will get the goods in your inbox every Friday. Big thanks to Kelsey Cannabis, an educational consultant for joining me and a fellow Manitoban, and Chris Ionson on What's That Strain? Melon Gum from Weed Me was on the menu this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. As we always do, we will leave you with the marijuana song from the artist My Dead Dog. A reminder, the artist has a Christmas album uh, coming out. That's how we refer to him as the artist. Uh, a Christmas album coming out. Maybe I'll share that with you as we move along in the program. As always, it's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy. Thanks very much for joining me. We'll talk to you on Monday. Saxophone would make a great pipe. I love gold. Child, please.